Yusup uh, joins us. He is the Vodacom CEO. Welcome to What's Next, Chamil. No stranger uh, to my broadband. It's really, really nice to see you again, Chamil. And, you know, I, I, I can't have discussions about Spectrum with you anymore. You must be <laughs> a very, very happy man. Um, uh, kind of, I guess. We still got uh, two court cases, uh, you know, going or one court case going. So, um, you know, but uh, yes, I think, you know, it's been a, it's been a long journey. Uh, you know, it's been 18 years since we last got allocated spectrum. So, um, and, you know, it's something that I've been working on a lot for the last 10 years. So, yes, it's a kind of a milestone. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the, the the spectrum in just a moment because I know that's something that you're very passionate about. But I mean, Vodacom has been investing big money. I mean, uh, you've just invested a, a billion rand in in your network in the Western Cape over the last year. That's a that's a lot of money, and you've also spent four hundred and fifty million rand on your network in Mpumalanga. How is Vodacom's 5G rollout going so far? I know you were in most of the metros, and you guys were rolling out aggressively. Where are your focus areas and how's that 5G rollout going? Yeah, I think, I think uh, I mean, look, this past year we've invested more than 11 billion rand into the network. Um, I mean, the Western Cape and Mbumalanga uh, are some, of, uh, some, some examples of that, but of course we've invested in, in, in every province. We've taken more coverage to rural areas, we've added more capacity and speed uh, and so on to the network. We've improved the IT and, and, and of course the internal systems. We launched Vodapay. So there's quite a bit that is actually investment that's gone into uh, into uh, into our networks and, and, and IT um, <clears throat> over the last year. 5G is is of course one of those priorities, um, and um, you know I think a big part of 5G will be now that you've got the actual spectrum that you can accelerate. Um, so we continue to grow out the 5G footprint. But I think uh, you know now that we'll have spectrum, it will give us the chance to accelerate it a lot more. Uh, at the same time, of course, it's important that the device ecosystem is there as well, you know, because you don't want to go too far and you don't want to cover the entire country and there isn't devices, uh, because what happens is the equipment changes as well. So you have to basically make sure that you, you're rolling it out uh, a bit ahead of the demand, uh, so to speak, but you don't want to go and cover the entire country and not have demand. Fantastic. I mean, when you, I mean, there's obviously, there's obviously big obstacles, right? When you, when you uh, are rolling out the kind of network that uh, Vodacom has across the country, I mean, we're not a small country. What would you say those biggest obstacles are in terms of rolling out uh, of, the, of your network and, and just expanding and adding more capacity to your services? Can't be easy, Shamil. No, it isn't. And I mean, one of the biggest constraints, you know, over the last couple of years um, in the cost, the cost of producing a gig of data has been, has been access to spectrum. Now, hopefully, once we put that behind us, of course, it's come at a big cost. But, uh, but uh, you know, now they spend the money, you know, uh, 5.7 billion on spectrum and have spectrum that, you know, can set us up properly for the next 20 years and do not have it. So, you know, I think, uh, so that, that's one of the big inputs. The second big constraint, I would say, is power. And uh, the power issues, you know, I think, um, I think often like customers don't really appreciate that networks run on uh, on power. So, you know, if the power goes up, what do most people do? They go to their iPads and laptops and phones and so on. Um, and um, <clears throat> and they continue to watch uh, possibly on, uh, you know, 
on 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 the mobile network. The issue with that though is that it does require power. So the sites require power. So when the power is gone, so what we've been investing quite heavily in is into batteries. So we spend like a billion rand a year over the last two years just in batteries. Um, and that's money that we would have deployed in furthering 5G or furthering more coverage or speeds or capacity and so on. So it does have its limitations and that's putting a lot of strain because you've got 15,000 sites. So you're going to make sure that you've got enough batteries in it. Then the batteries get stolen. So that's a big issue as well. So now we're having to go to arm response in the sites to be able to reduce the debt uh, so that we can keep the uptime up. At the same time, we're having to add more and more battery packs because four hours is not enough. Now you have to have six to eight hours of battery standby. So that's a, that's a huge cost that, uh, that affects network availability. And often people uh, see it as, over my coverage is bad, but they don't realize that the site can only last for so many hours. So especially when you have rolling blackouts or remember the issues on power is not just ESCOM, it's also local Munich uh, power issues as well. Or again, cables getting stolen. So, so there's a number of different issues that affect, uh, affect power. So I'd say that's one of the big constraints. And then of course, site approvals, just getting site approvals in some areas. Um, the very clients that uh, complain I don't want to approve a base station. So, you know, you, you, you do need the connectivity. Soon we'll be able to, uh, you know, beam the signal down from space that we won't need sites. But, you know, before that, we still do need sites. Well, let, 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 let's hope so. I mean, Shamir, let's talk about that spectrum. I mean, it's it's been a historic spectrum. I mean, you and I have been talking about it in every single interview. It's been a, a great frustration but it's been concluded. Uh, Vodacom has a great plan in action. But just before we talk about Spectrum, just in, in a layman, layman's terms, can you just explain to people what is the Spectrum and why this has been so historical and why this is so important for Vodacom? Yeah, I mean, look, your, basically your radios that are used on base stations that allows the phones to communicate essentially operates on... on, on, uh, on uh, radio waves so 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 you basically need the spectrum if you have spectrum on the site um, or rather when capacity gets filled up so you add radios now the most efficient way to to basically uh, get more out of the site as the capacity builds up is to do it through spectrum but if you don't have uh, spectrum you're going to add more radios and then eventually you're out of the radios which means you're going to build more sites that becomes very, very expensive because you're going to add another site very close to the site that you already have. And so that becomes quite, uh, quite problematic. Okay. Uh, and then, and so, so that's, that's really the big, Im uh, the big impact. So now when you get spectrum, it makes it more efficient for you uh, to deploy capacity on that particular site. <coughs> and also to improve coverage because the lower band spectrums give you better indoor coverage as well. So for instance, we've got 700 megahertz of spectrum that will allow you to have better indoor penetration. Okay, so, it, so it's it, an analogy. I think you once told me about this analogy. If you can imagine the highway from here to Pretoria, where you've got five lanes of traffic in each direction, you've now added an additional 10 lanes of traffic. Is, is that a fair analogy that, you know, the cars can now move a lot freely and you can increase the speed and the, the travel distance between Joburg and Pretoria will be a lot faster. So you've got, you've got the spectrum now, Shamil. What, what is Vodacom going to do with it? 
So basically now it, it will be a couple of fold, right? One will be your 5G rollout. Secondly, will be improving coverage and quality on the existing network uh, so that we can pick up coverage holes, those type of things, but make it more efficient. Um, so what we've got to now do is you buy new radios, you're picking up new, so you, you basically, you, you, you have to modernize the network to be able to cater for all this new equipment. So you're putting in new equipment that will essentially lead to a better experience, both in coverage, quality, uh, and of course, access to new technologies like 5G. And why you should care about 5G is because it basically, you know, uh, can, can give you, you can offer much bigger bundles now. Uh, and you can also go closer to unlimited or to unlimited type offerings which you know which is what wasn't practical on a mobile network before but now you can you can do it on a uh, on a on a 5g network so so users will see uh, quite a significant improvement in in many aspects i mean you've already got a fantastic network but i imagine with more 5g and and you know adding more capacity it just will improve things all around how how soon before uh, people start seeing uh, marked improvements when you're starting to use the spectrum? I mean, how far away are you from actually putting it to use? So, so, so remember, part of it's going to be when does the spectrum actually become available? So yes. not all of it available immediately. Firstly, if July is when we actually have availability to the spectrum. Uh, so that's, that's one part. Um, the second part is that the digital migration will have to have been completed so that we can get full access to the spectrum. So in some cases, we can deploy some of the spectrum faster. In others, it's a little bit of a wait and see. And then, of course, you've got to put the equipment in. And so it will be an improvement almost side by side. And of course, we're trying to do it as rapidly as possible. But you've got 15,000 sites. So it's, you know, um, it's also going to it's going to take some time to roll it out to everyone. Well, it's going to be certainly very exciting. And I mean, um, you know, I love your vision that you have. I mean, um, I remember talking to you about cellular stuff when you were still at Vodafone in Spain and we were at Mobile World the one year where, where I met you and we were just, you know, you were talking about, you know, what they're doing on their network. So it's so exciting to see how this industry has evolved. I mean, when, when we met all those years ago, I don't even think LTE was around. It was like still 3G. So when you look at the cellular industry over the next few years, I mean, what what's your outlook? Uh, you, you've had a very good two years up to now, I think. COVID has seen really increased numbers and, you know, this hybrid workforce uh, certainly doesn't seem to be going away. It's going to continue this way and it's been good for, for Vodacom in many ways, but it's also been challenging, let's be honest. But um, what do you see happening over the next uh, few years in the cellular industry and what would you like to see personally, Shamil? So I think actually the world is changing. It's all about data. Uh, and, uh, and, and the consumption of, uh, of, of data, whether that be mobile or fixed. Um, and, and, and essentially what's going to happen is data's going to be much more uh, ingrained into our lives. Um, so, you know, if you look at the metaverse and what's happening and then, you know, I'll, I'll be having in, in the future, I'm not sure where I'm going to be having an interview with Aki or Aki's avatar, you know, so, uh, you know, that's... Uh, so, so, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it was a big theme at Barcelona this year, right, in terms of, of basically where the technology is going. So I think it's quite exciting in that regard. But if you look at, I mean, today customers are spending just under three gigs per customer per month, right? Um, you, I mean, you can see that growing tenfold 
over the next couple of years so that people are consuming a lot more data as, as, as the need for data becomes more ingrained. So everything online, you know, working from home, uh, educating from home, you know, um, but also, um, you know, uh, more ent entertainment goes uh, further than that, so, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, games, gaming and so on, but also things like you'll be able to visit, you know, the Louvre, but visit it virtually. So these are the type of things, or go and visit a concert and be there virtually. So there's so many different things that are going to evolve and change. And, uh, and, and it's going to require low latency, faster speeds, more capacity. So the way, the way we, we think about it is that some of the enablers of a digital transformation that the world is undergoing at the moment, part of it is you, you need the basics, which I call electricity and water. But one of the underlying infrastructure, of course, you need, you know, you still need, you know, transport and railways and, and all the different infrastructure. Mm. One of the important infrastructures going forward, and that will become more prominent uh, as the years go by, is the need for proper broadband net, uh, networks, both mobile and fixed. Um, and that's why, you know, the CIVH deal is, if you like, an, an exposure to fiber. Uh, so it will come from fiber, it will come from mobile, but it will also come from, from space. And that's where you'll see we've got a partnership with AST, where we're going to start doing trials in Kenya at the moment, where we effectively we beam signal down from space. Uh, and so, you know, that connectivity is going to play a big role uh, going forward. And I think the need for it is, is going to become a lot more faster speeds, lower latencies, uh, and, and, and I think whole ecosystems are going to be built up. Uh, we saw that, you know, um, uh, and Aki, when you've been around as long as you and I have, in the transformation from 3G and, and what that brought, we saw what 4G brought. And the, I mean, the, the world before, uh, before 4G, you know, the, the app world wasn't there. Um, and how the app world and everything is apps today. And now, you know, what 5G will bring with the low latency and the new industries that will, will come at the back of that, I think, uh, you know, will be very exciting from telemedicine to, uh, you know, the use of AR and VR in various different uh, scenarios. Oh, indeed, it's uh, certainly very exciting. I mean, the, the, this chunk of the spectrum that you've got anymore, I guess uh, this is like a, a layman's question. Uh, will you ever... Uh, I imagine you're going to run out of this spectrum as well at some stage and you're going to need more. I mean, do you, when do you anticipate you needing more spectrum based on your current usage patterns? So essentially, the spectrum that we've got now will help us, uh, you know, to, to basically be able to roll out 5G. But as the customers basically are consuming more and more, a lot of it's going to depend on how, how it grows. But I mean, we've seen countries now where people are using 30 gigs of data a month, 20 gigs of data a month. So, you know, places like India, China, uh, you know, uh, um, and, and, even, in, and even places like the US. So that consumption is getting a lot bigger. As it grows, you need to put out more infrastructure. Of course, the more spectrum you have, the more capable you are of dealing with that. So that's the one part. So you will need more spectrum as, as, uh, as, as the demand increases. But also technology will evolve. As soon as, no sooner will 5G be, and we'll be rolling out 5G and covering the country, then 6G will be upon us. Yes. You know, whatever that be. So that it, will, it will continue to evolve, and, and the world doesn't stand still, and technology doesn't stand still.
Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, Shamil, I mean, uh, Vodacom, uh, you guys are, are, are going full steam ahead. I mean, I'm looking at your results. I look at your numbers and it's fantastic to watch. And it's a fantastic to watch how, how Vodacom has evolved uh, from a company that used to provide cellular communication, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, you're now providing IoT, you're doing cloud, you're involved with AWS. I mean, I mean, Vodacom is a, is a massive beast that's evolving so quickly into so many different businesses, just looking after uh, any kind of communication infrastructure, IT infrastructure of organizations. It's insane. What are your plans for the rest of this year at Vodacom? I mean, we did touch on the spectrum and unlocking more of that value, but uh, what's in your mind? Where, where, what do you see Vodacom doing for the rest of the year? I think I think important part for us is that we're embedding ourselves into the lives of our customers, whether it be a, a consumer customer uh, or, or or business customer. Um, and and you know a big part of that is for us it's mobile, fixed, fixed wireless. The connectivity part playing a big role, connecting the home. We want to improve the services into the home uh, and make sure that we can create a differentiated customer experience within the home. So that's one. Um, the second part of that is, of course, growing our e-commerce part and embedding ourselves in your life through different means. So you'll see if you use the Vodapay app uh, today and the numbers have just been astronomical in terms of the growth that, that we're seeing uh, um, in terms of downloads and so on. But basically, you know, um, being able to from the morning, from the time you wake up to your morning coffee, to your gym classes, uh, to paying your bills to person-to-person -person money transfers and so on is a big part of it. So the next part is now to introduce cash in, cash out into our, uh, into our system uh, and allow people to walk into a store, put money down, convert it into currency. You can do it today by linking your card or transferring money from your bank account, but we're opening it up to a broader audience. Then onboarding more players onto it so that you can have more food options, so you can have more grocery options, so you can have more uh, clothing options and so on and so on. So, so, so it's deepening or transport options, it's deepening the number of services uh, that are offering in every week more and more uh, uh, parties are coming onto the Super App. So that's quite exciting. But integrating that with loyalty, integrating that with uh, our customer value management and big data. Today we know 3,200 things about you. Like you rather what we do, the computer does. Uh, and so, you know, it's generating next best activities. So it knows that you like to go on holiday every December, you know, where you go on holiday and, and then you're getting offers, you know, probably around or July, August and so on and so on. So it starts to pick up and learn about your behaviors. And of course, this is all done within GDPR and Poppy and so on and so on, so that the customer's information is always protected. But we see this, this, this emphasis becoming a lot bigger. And of course, um, in the enterprise section, it's how do we change the conversation? How do we, um, to firstly, meet your connectivity needs, but how do we take it beyond connectivity? How do we help you to sell more by selling your products through the super app? But how do we also help you to take costs out and make your business more efficient through our IoT.next solutions, as an example, our IoT solutions, or um, the utilization of our point of sale devices, or our special products that we create for SMEs uh, and, uh, and so on. So, and then, you know, with our sell through itself with partnerships, uh, like with AWS, our own data centers and so on. So, so that's the journey that we are. And then of course, send it to all of that is financial services, which is 
become quite a big business. Now we've got 64 million customers buying a financial service product from us across the continent. Wow. Um, and we move 28 and a half billion dollars a month through our platform. So, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the biggest mobile money platform on the continent by a long shot. And um, essentially, you know, um, growing, growing exceptionally. And we're now bringing the super app capabilities in. Exciting for us is the introduction of Egypt into the group and the more financial services capabilities that we have. Um, and so, you know, we're building services out of South Africa, out of Kenya, out of uh, Egypt in the future. And, and also we've created a, a, a hub out of Dubai as well. Gee, Shamil, you've got your hands full, hey? It's a, it's a, it's a really, really busy <laughs> time so. for you. Um, and just in terms of, of acquisitions, I know you mentioned Egypt a second ago. Uh, are you, uh, I, I imagine it's obviously confidential. You can't tell us exactly what, but I guess acquisitions are always on the table, right? I mean, uh, whatever you're going to do to expand the business, I mean, we could well see acquisitions throughout this year from Vodacom. Um, I think I keep more partnerships than, than acquisitions. I think that acquisitions that we're making, Egypt is a big one for us. Um, and honestly, transformational for the group. Fantastic market, fantastic uh, business, market shares, capabilities. Uh, you know, I, I recently went up and, and spent some time uh, with the team and met with the prime minister and so on. And, you know, very, very uh, exciting environment, big on, on, uh, on uh, software engineers and IT skills and so on. So very exciting. We want to take our system of advantage, as we call it, to Egypt, but also introduce our financial service platforms uh, into, a, into the Egyptian market. And we think it's going to be really, really exciting. And of course, there's the CIVH deal, which takes fiber to the home, fiber to the corporate, fiber to the business. But we are looking to do more fiber deals across the continent, but more in the form of partnerships and bringing on partners to work with us in, in connecting uh, the various markets that we operate in. Today, you know, uh, we will have 520 million people, uh, populations in the, in the markets that we cover, uh, you know, with, um, with over 170 million customers. So a big opportunity for us to a cover more people, cover more coverage. We want to take more rural coverage. We're coming up with exciting models and partnerships to take coverage to the mm. far areas of, uh, of the countries that uh, we operate in. So a big drive for us is, 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 is living our purpose, which is that we connect people for a better future and, and giving access to people to that technology. That's yeah. a major focus area for us, both mobile and fixed and, and also uh, satellite in the, in the future as well. So that's, that's a core part of what we do. And then a second big part of our purpose is financial inclusion. And we want to make it possible for people to, to lend as little as a dollar, but invest as little as a dollar, but be able to pay for anything and everything and to shop from our super apps and from our apps uh, and be able to transact. But merchants to be able to sell their products beyond their geographical area, give them access to funding, our businesses grow. So it is, it is quite a big agenda, but we see that that agenda can't just be delivered by ourselves. So we're open to more partnerships uh, and being able to do that in, in conjunction with, uh, uh, with, with other players. Like in the case of CIBH, we're we not, yes. you know, we, 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 we quite up to 40%, <clears throat> but happy to partner uh, with the existing shareholders to, to grow the business. 
But Shamil, I mean, uh, you know, you go back to Egypt and you just look at where telecommunications is going, right? I had the privilege of, of interviewing and chatting to the telecommunications minister of Egypt and what an impressive man he is, you know, just uh, like understanding the landscape. I think he's got two doctorates, if I'm not mistaken. He's a computer scientist. He understands it. But the amount of money that the telecoms industry contributes to the GDP of Egypt is like almost 25%. So you just realize how what an integral important part of any government's portfolio this is, is this telecommunication world that we're living in and how important it's going to become and increasingly more important in the economic growth of any country. Very much so. And I think, I think, you know, that's, that's one of the big things that, um, as I was saying earlier, it, it's becoming more and more important to have that underlying infrastructure. And I think in this new digital age, countries will require the infrastructure. And my concern, uh, uh, Aki, is that, you know, Africa has a long way to go, right? Europe is now talking about one terabyte speeds per home and covering every home and so on. You know, we have a long way to go in terms of getting that mobile and fixed connectivity to every home, to every person. Uh, and so, and I think we're going to have to do that as a continent, as a country, um, you know, to be able to achieve, to, to achieve the, the success that, that we're looking for and to stay competitive in the global environment. And I think for us, we see that onus on us, for every market that we operate in, that it's our responsibility that we've been given the privilege of a license and that we need to make sure that we're delivering that connectivity to, 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 to the people. Shamil Joseph, Vodacom CEO, it's always good to see you. And, uh, and thank you very, very much for your time. Really appreciate your insights. Uh, we wish you well over the rest of your fast. And uh, we thank you for your time, Shamil, and uh, hope to see you soon in person. Thank you, Aki. All the best. Thank you. Thank you.